Hello, and welcome to Delaney's Tea Time. I'm your host, Delaney Oaks, speaking to you live from the sort of sunny eastern shore of Florida. It's partly sunny. Um, I have wonderful guests today, but before I bring them on, I want to introduce the woman behind the show, my co-host. Oh, crumbs. Sorry, I got a phone call, right? It's trying to call. Um, I want to introduce the woman behind the show, my co-host, the amusing, sarcastic, and intelligent, Christina Jaguer. Hello, Christina. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. What do you mean? That wasn't entrance music for me? (laughs) (laughs) Feeling special for a minute. Okay. Sorry. um... My my friend is calling me and... I, I'm having to decline. She called back. Go ahead. Talk about yourself while I do this. <laughs> um, all right. Um, like everybody else here, I am an author. Um, I write under the name of Rachel Rubin. Um, I have a blog called writingbythestatofmypants.com where I talk about publishing and all things related to writing. And um, let's see. I have a free book available on that site. It, um, writing by the seat of my pants.com. It's called, um, um, let's see if I can remember, How to Self-Publish a Book, A Resource Guide for Beginners. So if you want to pick that up, it's totally free of charge. You don't have to opt in with your email address or nothing. And um, let's see, I have a book, well, a series of books that I'm writing on the um, Books and Entertainment blog. Um, it's called Fidelta. It's a thriller. I was going to call it romance, but I think I'm just going to call it a thriller. Because it's got very little to do with romance at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna um, call it a thriller. Um, I blog on the second of every month. Um, let's see. I am on book two. I hope to get to book three by next year. Um, let's see. Um, that's on the Books and Entertainment Network dot press dot com site. So if you want to check the Delta out, you can at the second of every month. Nice. And uh, it's wonderful. I am way behind on reading it completely, totally. I'm going to have to start book two over again because I am so far behind that I've forgotten everything. The one thing, though, you can count on with Fidel, that there will be blood. (laughs) Kathy's up to her butt (laughs) in trouble. She, she's a wonderful character. I love her because she's just so focused and yet chaotic. I'm not sure how you can be both at the same time, but she is. <laughs> <laughs> she's an awesome character. So if you like uh, suspense and thrillers with uh, a lot of gunplay and a little romance, then Fidelta is definitely your cup of tea. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I'm going to have to go back to the beginning of two and and read the last, you know, read it again. But anyway, um, I want to tell everyone a little bit about myself as well. I'm also an author, mostly of romantic suspense, though I branch out occasionally into sci-fi, historical romance, contemporary romance. Um, and I'm currently sharing one of my romance novels that's not published yet called Blacksmith's Heart on my blog, DelaneyOaks.com. And I'm also sharing a kind of different romantic novel at uh, writersanctuary.blogspot.com. So be sure to check both of them out. Um, 
it's it's been a little while since Christina and I had a show, so I'm st- still trying to figure things out like it's day one. That's really, really <laughs> bad. I mean, we've been doing this show for like 13 years now. You think I could figure it out, but it's it's just been a day of me being an idiot. So, well, <laughs> I think Esme's a, a strong woman who can roll with it, so that's good. Um, we have a couple of wonderful authors joining us. One will be a little late, but the other is here, and I'm so excited to introduce her. She's new to the show. Her name is Esmeralda Oropesa, or Esme, mm-hmm. and she cur- currently lives in Utah, but was born in Southern California. She has four books, uh, a four-book series called Crossroad Wings, and three of the four books have been translated into Spanish. She's working on a rom-com where the girl impersonates a guy to get back at the ex for breaking up with her. Welcome to the show, Esme. We're so glad <laughs> you're here. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, so um, I am new to being an author. Um, I've been working on my Crossroad Wing series for, it feels like forever, but <laughs> it's been probably, what, like five years maybe? Um, oh, wow. So I I actually uh, waited till I had my 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 four books um to before publishing mm-hmm. um just so i wouldn't be under any like like stressful timelines because i'm a big procrastinator um <laughs> so i, was I wouldn't kind know of, anything uh, about that <laughs> right so i was just kind of thinking ahead you know um so i wouldn't like get in trouble or anything like that uh-huh. um so I have that going, and then um, I am uh, translating myself uh, my series. Um, I did complete the first three mm-hmm. uh, into Spanish. Um, I'm halfway done with the fourth one, um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, that should be coming out probably by next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not holding my breath. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's my series. Um, my series is more of a supernatural, um, like adventure, uh, uh-huh. and it does lean into romance towards like the third and fourth book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is about a a being uh, that is half angel and half demon uh, that is on the run. Um, because, I mean, she's not supposed to exist because, you know, she's half and half. Mm -hmm. Um, But she does have appointed uh, guardians that hate each other um, but are working together to kind of keep her safe and alive. So there's a lot of comedy in that, especially when the guardians kind of tend to clash. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of funny moments. (laughs) That sounds just wonderful. I am I am very intrigued by that. I also I want to hear a little bit more about this one where the woman is impersonating a man to get back at her ex. Oh, yes. I that's just priceless. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of like a um, I, I don't have a title for it. Um, it's still in the works. Um, uh-huh. I probably have like two pages that I've typed up, but um, mm-hmm. like the 
base of the story is like this girl, she's like this top tier, you know, like big person in like society and everything like that. And this Mm -hmm. and her ex-boyfriend like publicly like dumps her and that humiliates her. So um, she is trying to get back at her, at him with the help of her, um, with her best friend that's like a, mm-hmm. um, a hairstylist for like uh, movie stars and stuff like that. So that's how she kind of gets help with impersonating a guy because she helps her. Oh, and wonderful. And it's all in, in the way of just like, because she's scorned, she's angry, you know, and she's just trying to get back at him. Mm-hmm. And um, so she kind of not exactly stalks him, but uh, she just she just wants to make his life a living hell. Like <laughs> um, behind the scenes kind of thing. She'll do little things to like mess him up throughout the day. And it, I mean, uh-huh. it's pretty funny. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I, I love the premise. I think that's really exciting because I haven't seen other books like that. So I, I really like yeah. that premise. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me if I cough a lot or sound really rough. Um, Sinuses are... I went to Tennessee on vacation, uh, climbed... Well, I didn't climb the mountain. Drove up a really spooky mountain and came back with a sinus infection. So I'm just (laughs) really happy. Oh, it was... When we reserved this beautiful house up on this... Mountains called Bluff Mountain above Sevierville, Tennessee, and it's gorgeous. And it has this road that's like drive it up if you have a death wish. It's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so cold. It was like 49 degrees at night and 80 during the day. It was so cold. (laughs) Well, I survived. <laughs> but that's why I sound awful. Um, I do want to ask, you know, start on my my list of questions, and of course, I will think of other things as we go along. But um, the first question I had was: um, Is there a question that you've always wanted to be asked but never are, or do you have a favorite question that people ask you as an author that you would like to answer? Well, my favorite question always revolves around, like, my characters. Um, like, I love talking about my characters, um, especially in my uh, Crossroad Wing series. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's just, like, especially um, my demon guardian uh, uh-huh. that is protecting the um, main character uh, because he's just very, like, like he just doesn't care you know like this demon persona like down to the core he's very selfish he's very like sarcastic um he just he's just fun you know like um he has a very he he just pretty much talks like a sailor uh so uh, and I love, like, when I made him, like, I just loved it because I was, like, I was able to kind of put um, myself into him a lot, especially, mm-hmm. like, in certain situations where 
I mean, I can't say certain things or I'm not allowed to say certain things without getting, like, in big trouble. Um, I Like, I was able to use him as, like, that scapegoat and just say it uh, without any, like, repercussions or without anything. So I was able to, like, fully let go. And, <laughs> like, I love talking about him, um, uh-huh. especially in that aspect because um, he was just kind of, like, like, everything I want to say to people, I want to do to people, I just, I was able to do it with him, <laughs> in other words. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. I love that. I love being able to use a character for revenge and right. retaliation because <laughs> it's completely, totally legal. Nobody can fault you for it, but boy, exactly. it's satisfying. It's so yes. satisfying. <laughs> I understand. I've I've had um you know like confrontations with my children and then ended up putting it into a book but using the responses that I think of an hour and a half later after I've had the argument with them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So I understand that completely. And what is his name? I don't know if you said his name. But... Oh no, um his name is Valak. Valak. Ooh, I like that. Oh, fun. Um, We might have Kevin. We're not 100% sure, but we're going to go ahead and and bring him, bring whoever it is in, Christina, and we'll we'll see. Hello? Hello. Hi. Is this Kevin? No. I'm going to guess not. Okay, we'll just keep talking then. Um, So we've talked a little bit about your books and your genre. Um, What made you choose this genre, or did it choose you? I honestly think it chose me um, Mm -hmm. because I'm not very – I mean, I've always grown up in – well, I've always been – Catholic. That's my pretty much my religion. I've grown up in a Catholic household and stuff, but I was never really like I, I don't want to say interested, um, but because that's the wrong word. Um, I was never so like in depth with it. It was just kind of right. like you know to get by, so my mom would get off my back. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, but with this, I kind of delve into it more. Um, it was all because of a picture that I saw, um, that inspired the actual series, um, and made me research and kind of like delve a little bit more deeper into my, like my religion, um, Mm -hmm. and other religions also, um, because it was a picture of a girl. Um, she was like on her, on like hands and knees. She was crying and her hair just kind of covered her face. So she couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the left hand side was an angel fighting demons. And on the right hand side, it was a demon fighting angels. Ooh. And like, I saw that picture, um, because I was just kind of, like, I went down this rabbit hole of, like, characters because I actually originally wanted a soldier. Um, mm-hmm. So I was kind of on the Internet just kind of browsing for, like, soldiers and just, you know, uh, and I went down this rabbit hole of, like, different things. <laughs> and I came up on this picture 
and like it, it just it struck me and like I liked it. And that's what inspired my whole series. Like, my main character was, like, half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and for the life of me, I can't find that picture again. Uh, oh, no. So, like, I completely lost it. I thought I saved it, um, but mm-hmm. I guess I didn't. But that's what inspired my series. And then with that, um, I just, uh, like, I, I kind of, delve a little bit into like research with like uh, religion, not just mine, but like everybody else, just to Mm kind of get a little bit more background and to kind of like not be too like out of the box with, um, with like some of the ideas and stuff in my story. Mm -hmm. uh, When it came to like on the religion side. Um, But I mean, it's not all religion. It's, you know, it touches like little bits and pieces of it, but it was just mm-hmm. so it'll be accurate. Oh yeah, okay. So that sounds really interesting. I love how things like that. I love to to find out what inspires other authors because it can be something so simple, like you seeing the perfect picture to inspire you or mm-hmm. hearing a conversation in a grocery store. I don't know if this has happened to you or not, but oh, yeah. overhearing <laughs> a conversation and it just sparks something and it clicks. And uh, that that's happened to me on more than one occasion. Yes, mm-hmm. I do eavesdrop. Yes, it does get into books. <laughs> <laughs> are, do you do that? Do you find yourself doing that, just listening to what other people are talking about? Oh, yeah, all the time, Um, especially with music, too. Like, um, Uh certain phrases and music will spark, like, scenes or or stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Well, are there other genres that you would like to try or that you're you're, um, planning not ever to try? Um, I actually – because growing up, I've always written um, just – short stories with like my friends and stuff and mm-hmm. recently I had a friend um it was um well not recently but it was the um, that movie the 365 days like oh, she yeah. was a huge fan of it and um she wanted me to write I mean not I mean something similar and uh, with a lot of, like, you know, that kind of content and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've never really written anything, like, sexual or, like, erotic. So that was a challenge for me. Okay. But I really liked it um, mm-hmm. because it made me, like, think outside the box. It made me, like, push myself um, to kind of get out of my little conservative bubble, you know, like, and to just kind of put it all on paper. Um, and even when I was writing, like my face would get like so hot and, (laughs) and, and it was like the first time actually doing something like that. So like, I liked it. It like, I liked the Mm -hmm. challenge of it. And, you know, my friend loved the story, of course. And like, I mean, she would help me with it, um, like a few parts, but like the majority of it, it was, it was interesting. And, um, I mean, I would want to write something like that again, um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but, I mean, I haven't done anything, like, um, outlined or anything like that yet. But, I mean, I would. I would like to do that challenge again. 
That's great. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean when you when you're talking about being embarrassed by something you're writing. <laughs> I uh, my uh, my office space used to be in our dining room, and now I've got an actual room room. But I would be writing a hot love scene, and in walks one of my kids. I'm like, <laughs> shut the page down. You know, just, I got really good at at uh, hitting the minimize button so they wouldn't see what was on the screen. <laughs> so cause my husband would b- walk by every once in a while, and he'd lean over my shoulder and go, huh, okay. And then he'd just walk off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I understand. I understand that it, it gets easier, and you get a little bit more inured to it over time but it it takes a little Mm. while but uh but it's still fun i agree with you it is fun to to write those scenes i like it um oh you said something about outlining do you consider yourself more of a plotter and planner like do you outline everything or are you more likely to just sit down and start writing well, I mean, I try to. I really do. <laughs> I, I try to. Um, but, I mean, sometimes, like, in the beginning, it'll it'll follow the outline, and then, like, after, like, the, what, like, three, four chapters, it just derails, and, like, my outline is out the window, <laughs> and it's completely something different. But, I mean, I, I've tried. I've gotten a little better, but, I mean, I try to outline and just so I don't get stuck with writer's block because before I would like, oh my gosh, I was such a victim to it. Like just every mm-hmm. little thing and it would suck. And like my friend was like, you have to plan it out. You can't just like write it and, and that's how you get stuck. So I tried it, but uh, I mean, yeah, it always, it it never follows it. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I am, I am a pantser all the way. I, I just, I'll get an idea, I'll get an inspiration, and I just take off. So mm-hmm. you don't have to plot and plan, just so you know, you don't have to. A lot of people get stuck in that mindset. And, I mean, I'll make notes as I go along, and I'll think, oh, yeah, this is where I want it to go. But usually I just sit down, and I might have an opening sentence or a character's name, and I just take off writing. And uh, right. I, yeah. you know, so I'm not going to. I don't condemn the people that plot and plan, but they don't need to be condemning me either. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I, if it works for you, do it. If, it. if it doesn't, just realize that you can write efficiently without plotting it all out first. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I had one guest because we were talking, I had asked him this question, and he he details everything, and he follows oh, his wow. outline perfectly, and he he's Mr. Organized and Meticulous, <laughs> oh and my I'm gosh, not. I wish. I, <laughs> no, I, I call my writing style chaos in a teacup, because oh, it's yeah. complete chaos, but it's contained, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, I said something to him about, you know, most of my guests, seem to be like either slightly plotting like I Mm -hmm. call it plancing because it's planning and pantsing together so they're planters or pantsers and he says well I regardless of that I think that you'll find that 
we who organize are in the majority and those people are in the minority. I'm like, not according to my numbers, dude. <laughs> not according I know, to my I, numbers. I really try. I, I do try, <laughs> but I like, no. It, like, I have so many, like, started drafts or, like, outlines and stuff like that, like, that I uh-huh. started. And, like, like with my series, for example, um, if you look at my somewhat – beginner outline it's it's nothing to do with my series it's totally different like maybe one or two things but that's it <laughs> uh, hey that works that works for me i i've started out writing with oh i'm going to write this book and it's going to go this direction and yes. it's going to go here and it's going to go there all in my head and then i get to writing and maybe five pages and it's like gone i did never <laughs> end up where i expected to go and i'm like yeah. oh well you know it doesn't really matter does it i finished the book <laughs> i don't care i know uh, right <laughs> that's the that's the thing we um we had a guest on here his name's ken farmer and he's an actor and screenwriter and author director i mean he's just done all this stuff and uh his piece of advice just finish the damn book and i try <laughs> and follow advice. that <laughs> it's like don't worry about this thing and don't worry about that thing just finish the damn book so <laughs> that that is now my uh that is now my approach to writing just finish the damn book <laughs> i'm trying <laughs> um I did want to see if you had an excerpt that you'd like to read today. Um, yeah. From one of your books. It doesn't matter which book. Just you know, give us a little bit of um, a background on it before you begin. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so my this will probably be um, my second book uh, okay. because that one was probably like my favorite one to write. Um, this is in the. Um, the the demon guardian Valak he's the one that's kind of telling the story for this one. Okay. Um, so the charge of the main character was taken, mm-hmm. um, and they are currently in hell looking for um, the charge. So mm-hmm. him and the angel guardian um, they don't like each other, so they they kind of have to work together. And this is where their kind of relationship gets a little bit better. Uh, I say a little bit because he still hates her. Uh, but, um, but, you know, it, it's like, okay, I hate you, but I'm not going to kill you now. So it, it's oh, like good. that. <laughs> That's a plus. So there's a little bit of, yeah, there, there's a little bit of, a, in, like, you know. And um, they get that way uh, because of like situations that happen. They have to help one another. They have to work together. Um, they save one another. And there's one scene in particular that he, that the demon guardian gains a lot of respect for her. And that's the scene I like, I really love. Um, as they're looking for the um, main character. Okay. So, um, let me see. I'm trying to see what parts. Um, okay, so this is kind of a fight scene. 
um, they uh, the like the setting is a water den in hell. Um, there are sirens uh, that are. I mean, they don't look like your Little Mermaid Disney version. Um, these are demons, <laughs> demon <laughs> sirens. Um, and because Valak is a male. Uh, demon. Um, he is entranced by their not really singing. It's more like a whistle that they're mm-hmm. doing to tr- to get him into that trance. Um, it doesn't affect um, Annabelle, which is the um, angel guardian, mm-hmm. um, because she's a female. So this only affects the males, oh, okay. um, which is later explained in the book. Um, so this is the scene. Um, so trying to get with, to him, both demons wrapped around her legs, causing Annabelle to fall face first. Rolling with them, she, she was growing irritated with the demons, preventing her from reaching Valak. Swinging her arms, she, hit, she hits them both, pushing them as far back from her using her legs. Um, Kicking them both square in the chest, they flew off of her, landing hard on the wet ground. Getting to her feet, she raced over to Valak. That jerk was not getting anywhere near the water demon if she could help it. Grabbing him, she kneed him in the gut, causing him to fall to his knees. Using the opportunity, she grabbed him roughly, dragging him back to the shallow end. Water dripping down her face as her hair was plastered to her neck, Valak slowly tried getting to his feet smiling and still looking dazed like a complete idiot. Hearing the screeches again, Annabelle was tackled to the ground right in front of Valak, who completely ignored her cries. Getting frustrated, Annabelle gave out a loud yell, kicking one of the water demons right in the face. Kneeing the other in the gut, she grabbed her slimy hair and pulled her head back. Its tail slapped viciously against her legs as Annabelle used all her strength to throw her to one side. The other demon jumped at her, ear-splitting screeches much louder um, filled her ears as her hands went to Annabelle's throat. Blocking, Annabelle spun, catching her arm and kneeing the demon in the face. The demon fell back, webbed hands clutching onto her face while the other demon jumped on her back. Pivoting, Annabelle slammed her back against the cave wall, squishing the demon in the process. Throwing her head back, she caught the demon, hearing a pain-filled screech. Right away, the demon loosened her grip around Annabelle and slumped to the ground. Not taking any chances, Annabelle looked up to find Valak knee-deep, getting closer to the other water demon, who seemed to be gliding towards him. Running towards the guardian, Annabelle outstretched her hand, grabbing him by the shirt collar. He's not yours, bitch, Annabelle snapped, yanking Valak back with all her might. Both falling back, Valak landed on Annabelle in a huge splash. Popping up for air, she yanked Valak up along with her from the side so the idiot demon wouldn't drown. Feeling two pairs of hands grabbing her, the two water demons began to push her under. Fighting against them, Annabelle was able to roll on top of one of them straddling it and keeping it under. The tall, the tail from the other demon hit her in the stomach, sending her to fly off the demon she had restrained. Landing on her side with a big splash, Annabelle coughed up water as she tried to breathe. 
Taking the chance, she quickly sat up, gasping loudly as she was able to finally breathe again. Swinging blindly, she managed to hit the demons as she sputtered up the water that she got in her mouth. Completely drenched, Annabelle used her wings to push the demons off of her, sending them flying in different directions. Wiping at her face, she took in a sharp breath as she saw Valak waist deep in the water now, practically right in front of the other water demon. Valak! Annabelle screamed, shooting to her feet. Everything was moving in slow motion as Annabelle tried to run to him. Her movements were slow, sluggish, as if time froze and she was going against it. Valak couldn't die. Not like this. They had to find Mira. Eyes wide with horror, Annabelle watched as the demon grabbed his face with her webbed hands and fell back into the water, disappearing with him completely. Valak, Annabelle screamed. Oh, you're just going to leave us there? (laughs) (laughs) That is the end of that chapter. (laughs) Oh, wow. Talk about leaving us uh, uh, hanging. Goodness, that was great. I love that fight scene. That was a wonderful fight scene. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, Please tell our listeners where they can find your books and list the titles for us. Yes. Um, So my books are available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, The first book is called Crossroad Wings, The Revelation. The second book is called Crossroad Wings, Hell's Trials. Mm -hmm. Uh, The third book is called Crossroad Wings, um, Strand of Courage. And the fourth one is Crossroad Wings, Damned for the Good. Excellent. Um, Do you have a website or blog that you would like to share? Uh, Yes, I do have an Instagram account where I am um, posting, uh, like, upcoming projects and, like, excerpts from uh, my books. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it's spelled O-R-O-Z-I-E underscore and um, that's my Instagram page excellent Um, I had another question I was going to ask you and it went right out of my head I love that I love when I do that (laughs) you'll find that it happens to me all the time my husband likes to tell me oh that's you know that's a senior moment like oh hell no it's not a senior (laughs) moment it's an author moment I've done this since I was a kid. It's not a senior moment. But he, he likes to he likes to think he's funny. That's not funny. <laughs> um oh I know what I was gonna ask you. Um what did you find most challenging about writing your books? Um it was pretty much the character development for the angel guardian. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a little hard because, like, since I enjoyed um, so much the uh, demon guardian, it was kind of mm-hmm. hard to kind of, like, shift that focus on her. Right. Um, because, like, you know, she she represents just pretty much innocence, um like purity, you know, like 
she's uh she's very like proper you know um like she she doesn't like cuss or anything um she starts cussing in book two um but uh <laughs> like um she'll like instead of saying like a bad word she'll be like um sizzling raspberries or like you know like stuff like that <laughs> and um the the demon would always kind of get on her because of that and uh-huh. you know and she'd get like so upset with him um but like she doesn't really have like raw emotions mm-hmm. um it isn't until she turns into a fallen angel mm-hmm. um that she starts getting like experiencing like raw emotions like human emotions um, because in heaven, um, the way I put it in the story is that, like, everything's so pure. Like, they know what love is, but it's love at its purest form. Like, the love right. that you have with your parents or your kids, like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like attraction, nothing like that. And it isn't right. until um, she gets punished um, for protecting the main character um, and turning into a fallen angel that she starts experiencing those emotions. Oh. Um, so in the beginning, it was kind of hard for her because she was very, like, not naive, but um, very innocent in the terms, you know. Like, the, the for example, there's a scene where the... Um, the demon is joking with her and he's like, Oh, are you getting horny angel? And she's like, I, she's like, I'm an angel. I don't have horns. Like, you know, like (laughs) stuff like that. Um, but like now it it was just kind of difficult transitioning her from that to, Mm -hmm. to feeling everything all at once and having her express it. So that, that was Mm -hmm. kind of probably the, the most challenging was her. What was the most fun? Uh, the, for sure, the demon. Because <laughs> he was just no, like, he didn't can. care. <laughs> so. Well, it's always nice to have a character that's just so outrageous. You can do anything with it. Yeah. And people won't look at it and go, oh, she really lost it here. You know, you could just <laughs> have fun and play with them and make them as crazy as you want. And that's yeah. really a good feeling. Um, and having characters that are very much anti-hero, that that yes. I find that very, um, it's very much a release to be able to have this guy that's working toward good, but isn't exactly, you know, you wouldn't good, want him yeah, at your house it, for yeah. dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I love I love characters like that. So he sounds like a very fun guy to work yeah. with. Um, <coughs> excuse me, um, uh, a bit about um, eavesdropping earlier, uh, purely for professional purposes, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I figure, you know, they're, they're, they're there in public and they're talking, so they're within my hearing. Why shouldn't I listen to what they're saying? It might be interesting. Exactly. Usually it's not. Usually it's not. Usually it's dumb, but... You occasionally get people that are are just having these bizarre conversations, and I have to I have to speak up, and I know that they don't necessarily like it, but I'll reply to them <laughs> if they're if they're talking, and and I know the answer that they're having a burning question, and they need an answer, and neither of them knows. I will say mm-hmm. 
because um, I'm just nice like that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever find strangers just starting to talk to you? You know, people that you don't know just randomly talking to you? Yeah, I I do have that um, happen a lot, especially since I'm in the medical field. They just kind of come in droves. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, and th- that is what kind of inspired my um, my upcoming um, project um, because there was a girl that I overheard. Um, she wasn't talking to me particularly. She was talking to a to a coworker mm-hmm. in regards to the guy dumping her. And that's what kind of inspired my uh, my new project that I'm going to do mm-hmm. uh, about the girl. I mean, she didn't talk about, like, revenge or anything like that. That's just, like, that was all me. But <laughs> I was really upset about it, and I felt bad for her. And she was like, oh, I just wish I could, like, do something to get him back. Uh-huh. Um, that's what she told my friend. And that's what kind of inspired my my new project. Uh, to be like, you know what, maybe, like, I mean, without sounding like those psycho ex-girlfriends, you know, like, maybe uh-huh. I could use that in, in my story, you yeah. know, like, the stuff that, like, everybody wants to do but doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Like I said, I love the <laughs> premise because you can just go anywhere with it. Yeah. You can have a really good time with it. I like that. Um I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but when people find out that I'm an author, they start saying, oh, you know, I had the greatest idea for a book, um, and then proceed to tell you some plot that's so awful or a rehash <laughs> of of seven other different things. And I wondered if that's ever happened to you and if anybody ever gave you a good idea that way. Uh, it has. Um, there's some people that um, that have told me like, "Oh, you should write something like this or, or like that." But it's mostly like with like um, like for example, like my friend that liked the 365 oh, yeah. days. Um, mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh, you should write something like that," and you know, um, and I mean, I'll try it. But um, there's other, but I don't really like writing too much like based off of movies because like I, I try to be original as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Um I don't wanna copy um I mean I, I wanna do like my own twist to it and stuff like that. So like if they're like, oh like like for example the Harry Potter um series. Mm-hmm. Like I've had a lot of people like, Oh, you should write a, a story about like uh, witches and wizards, you know, or like a school kind of like for like beings like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's interesting, but like, it's kind of like, I, I don't want to because it's already done, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, and more than one person has done it too. So it'd yeah. be like sort of a, yeah, I'd feel like just being grouped in with a bunch of other people rather than standing exactly. out being unique. Yeah, I can understand mm-hmm. that. Um, my my sister, my older sister came to me one day and she said, I have an idea for you. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> sure. And she said, well, I've been reading this series of books with like vampires and werewolves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've also been reading these books about caterers who solve crime. 
mm-hmm. which I read a couple of those and they were weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> she said, I think that the author in the family should write a book about vampire caterers who solve crime. <laughs> I said, are you kidding? She said, I think that the author and the family would have a lot of fun with writing a book about vampire caterers who solve crime. So I did. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. But I just love how she she just kind of cut her eyes at me. And I think the writer in the family... <laughs> So I did. It's called Take a Bite Out of Crime, and I had a lot of fun with it. Um, Take a bite? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it was one of those, like Christina, I was live publishing it, so I would I would just write it up, and then I got to the point where I didn't know where else to go with it, and all of a sudden I, I'm at the end of my imagination, and I've still got a story to finish. <laughs> So I never did that again. Now, if I if I um, start sharing a story, it's one that has an actual ending to it. But um, I had to scramble around. I went a couple of weeks without having anything to write, and I would just put a note. It was for uh, my former publisher's blog, and I just say, "I haven't forgotten about you, but I haven't <laughs> got anything new to write." Yeah. Well, I finally did finish it, so at least it, it's done. But it's oh, done, yeah. oh, I've it's had a... like dry spells like that too, where mm-hmm. like especially like after I finished my series, like I had I didn't know what to write. Like I wanted to, but I didn't I didn't know what. And then like mm-hmm. like everything I would jot down, it was just stupid to me. It was like no, this is useless, this is dumb, whatever. And it's like it took forever to get out of that slump. Oh, yeah. Did you feel like COVID affected, like the whole lockdown and everything affected your creativity at all? I think it did. Uh, It was just, like, it was hard, especially with, like, with work and stuff like that. And then Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 I don't know, it was just like a a depression. Not really a depression, but it kind of, like, hit me hard. Yeah. Um, Like... It, it like, and, and that's what kind of um, added more to like my dry spell that I was going through because yeah. like I, I had all these books to read, and like I just couldn't get into them um, for some weird reason. Like I, I couldn't, and um, I was trying to like just kind of like go online and look up like writing ideas or like mm-hmm. prompts. To like just to get some sort of like inspiration and like no nothing would work it was just like I don't know it was hard like it yeah. did affect me yeah I, I agree I've been having that same kind of feeling um, my son's fiance found this um, it's a website or a service I mean it's a paid service but what you do is you sign up for this and they send you weekly writing prompts and it has mm-hmm. been so much fun and i've got one that i've got a i have one from last week and one from this week that i i need to get caught up on but um it's called story i i don't know story, story worth is what it's called and it's really fun because it you can pick what um 
kind of inspiration you want. She picked some things that she was, you know, curious about with family and stuff that she wanted me to write about. And it has been so much fun doing that. And Mm. uh, so I'm recommending it to people who've had kind of a dry spell. I don't know what it costs. She paid for it as a gift for me. So I don't know what it costs. But... uh, it's um, it's interesting, and if you don't like the uh, the prompt that they send, you can choose a different one. So that's kind of fun too. <laughs> oh, I have to check that out. That sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, it really is. And uh, so I've had fun. It's been going on a two or three months now. So I've written quite a few things, but I got busy and I have forgotten the last two weeks. So I need to sit down and do it. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be a few paragraphs, or you can take it into a much longer story, however you want. But it does give you some interesting inspiration. And um, I don't know if you've ever uh, participated in the National Novel Writers Month, but or Night Writing Month, I should say, the NaNoWriMo. They oh, yeah. have the random story generator on their their site and that is so mm-hmm. much fun pushing that button and see what kind of stories it gives <laughs> it gives yeah okay yeah. i would love to check that out that... yeah it it really is interesting um <coughs> oh excuse me um when you're writing do you you sit uh, locked away from everything with no noise or do you listen to music or TV or anything while you're writing? Um, sometimes. It, it all depends. <clears throat> it all depends, too. Like, sometimes, like, the quiet does help with, like, getting through some certain, like, certain scenes. But, like, especially with, like, fight scenes that I, uh, that I like writing, like, gory stuff, I like listening to, like, rock music. Uh-huh. Uh to kind of not really get the adrenaline, like the like the flow of the music, how it's like really fast paced, it uh-huh. kind of sets my writing like that. Um, yeah. Especially with like fight scenes and stuff, mm-hmm. or um, uh, with like love scenes. Um, no, not really. It's just mostly like whatever's on, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever's playing. Like I'll, I'll do it. Um, but yeah, mostly like with like fight scenes, like when I'm ready to sit down, um, I try mm-hmm. to get as like detailed as possible. Um, yeah. so that kind of helps like the, the beat of the music. It's like, I don't know. It, it just helps me. I love that you said that cause I'm the same way. Um, second question though, with this, when you're doing something like writing a fight scene, do you choose music that's got lyrics or do you choose music that's instrumental? Um, usually with lyrics uh, mm-hmm. because um, like that, like that, I, I kind of focus on like the words and like what they're trying to, mm-hmm. um, like especially like um, there's one that I listen to a lot. It's, um, it's called You're Going Down by Sick Puppies. It's like a, it's the whole song is about a fight, like an actual fight. And the the person that's seeing you is basically saying, like, whatever happens, like, you're the one that's going down kind of thing. Oh. And I like that one mm-hmm. because it's kind of like he, he knows the odds are against him. 
but he's mm. very determined to bring the 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 other person down. And like I like that one because of like certain things that he says. Um, and I try to use that in my in my writing. Oh, cool! I think I've heard that song actually. It sounds familiar. Um, I used to use uh, well, sometimes I still do. Was um, Diamond Record Die? I don't want to say <laughs> say it clearly. By oh, what is it? Oh, what's the name? The band by Dope. That's a wonderful song for using for a fight oh. scene. And um, Bodies by Drowning Pool. Oh, also yes. another really good one <laughs> for that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I know with my sci-fi base battles, I use Joe Satriani because it's usually very frenetic, but it doesn't have lyrics. And for me in that situation, it works better not to have um, any lyrics to it. Any lyrics? Okay. Well, if your characters had a theme song, what might they be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, that is a very good one. Uh, let's see. Well, I know Valak would have to be like a rock song, like Three Days Grace or like Drowning Pool, something uh-huh. like that. Um, for him, for sure. Um Annabelle, the angel guardian, uh, would have to be, I guess, Confident by Demi Lovato, that song. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my main character, hmm. I would have to say... Let me see. Uh, I don't know who sings it, but it's called Arise. Uh And it was from a show called Cloak and Dagger. Oh, yes. Okay. I know what show uh, you're talking about, and I think I've heard the song, too. I don't know who it's yeah. by either. Yeah, so I, I would have to say Arise would have to be my main character's theme song. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know who sings it, though. Um, uh, uh, I I don't know who sings it, but, yeah, it's that song <laughs> for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of those things that we can always look at later if we want to know. Um, what who sings it? Because I remember, I remember that song, and it's it's going to bug me now because I don't remember who it's by either. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, I was expecting Kevin to get here before this, um, but I'm not sure he's going to make it after all. He said something about having to work or something. Um, oh. However, if if you want to keep going a little while longer, we can. Or yeah, we of can. We can. Okay, well, let's try a little while longer, and then if he gets in here, great. And if not, we can always just um, curtail things early and and go on with our lives. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) um, 
did, have any of your characters ever shocked you with their behavior? Like, uh, you think they're going one direction and they, they go somewhere completely different? Have they ever done that to you? Yeah, and um, honestly, it was my um, my angel guardian that did that mm-hmm. for me. Um, when she kind of, I don't want to say like she started growing a backbone, but she kind of started standing up for herself. Uh-huh. And like some of the stuff that like she, when she would normally cower, like in the first book, she kind of just took on face first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that like her character development was what kind of like surprised me too. Um, because she just kind of did like a 180 uh, mm-hmm. in the book. So. I love when they do that. They just spit around you like, why? Why are you doing this to me now? I was used to you before, but it's right. fun too. Um, I always feel like they've become a fully developed character when they just strike out on their own. Right. Um you had said something about um, having some religion in the books, not a lot of religion, but did you have to do a lot of research um, to make sure you were getting things correct? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I, I mean, I did research, um, like, kind of like for background purposes. Um, I mean, I didn't dive too deep into it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I would ask people that I thought were, like, very religious, you know, like, friends and family that were very involved in church. Um, Mm -hmm. I would ask them, like, oh, like, hey, like, in the Bible, like, uh, what does this say? Or, like, what happened in, like, during this time? And and just to kind Mm -hmm. of get uh, an overall information. Um, Because uh, what I found very interesting was, like, how everybody's... um, I guess religion kind of, I mean, everything's like pretty much the same, like base worth. But mm-hmm. every single religion kind of picks a part of the religion and kind of uses it for themselves. Right. Um, that's what I kind of found out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fundamental stuff, it's all the same. Um, yeah. So, it, and it's just like, um, between Christianity and Catholicism and, you know, Buddhism and and everything, like from Jehovah Witnesses and stuff like that, like everything is all the same, like base, like mm-hmm. the fundamentals, like everything is just like they each took a piece of like the Bible or whatever and mm-hmm. kind of made it their own. Yeah. And that's the difference. <laughs> and I found that out and it was just kind of like, it was kind of weird because um, with that difference, it all depends on, like, the culture that you're in, like, mm-hmm. your ethnicity. That has a lot to do with, like, how the religion kind of shifts and kind of blends to fit your um, your group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I-, I found that really interesting. And, I mean, it, it kind of made me uh, – that- that's-, that's another reason why it kind of made me dive a little bit deeper um, into religion um, in in the base of, like, my story. Because mm-hmm. I took a piece of, like, um, well, not everybody's religion, but I took little pieces of, like, everything to put it in. 
and is it's very I don't want to say it's controversial because those little pieces like belong um those little pieces belong to like certain different religions. So a lot of people are like, wait, like this makes sense, but why is this different? And it's like, oh, that's because it's this religion, (laughs) you know? And so, um, so, I mean, that's like, I I just summed everything up and like it it made the story that much better, I think, Mm -hmm. because it's, everyone's in it you know like so you can't say like oh this isn't like you had it going like christian wise and then you like took a u-turn and it's like no i had it going christian wise but then it took a like a catholicism turn you know or like a (laughs) buddhist turn like so well you know there's truth in everything and Mm -hmm. i like that you just picked and chose because that that you know that's what people do Everybody just sort of picks and chooses what they're going to believe. And right. it's good that you did that. Um, I, I I get so fed up with authors who will, like, do all this research, and then they're just so proud of that research. They've just got to dump it all into right. the book, whether you want to know it or not. And I have stopped reading books for that reason because yeah, I, I don't too. want a history lesson, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I'm not here for history lesson. Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. Um, I did want to be. I think I'm going to go ahead and um, curtail this early, as my my voice is starting to go, and I I just really don't think Kevin's going to be here. Um, mm-hmm. But I did before we go. I wanted to ask you. Um, if you have some advice, something that you've learned as an author that you'd like to share with others. I guess my advice, um, it's always been the same. It's just write. Just mm-hmm. write as much as you can. Um, writing is just an art that you constantly are going to perfect regardless of like mm-hmm wherever you start um and then especially for like when you hit writer's block I know a lot what has helped me is like working on other projects Mm -hmm. like putting that aside don't even think about it um just start something new um and then like as you're writing it you get inspiration um from like a scene or, or like something um and then it'll make you go back to that original piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that has helped me a lot too, um, especially with writer's block. And mm-hmm. it's just like, just write it out. Uh, like I dump everything, um, like whatever's in my mind, I just dump it all on paper um, mm-hmm. and just worry about like the flow and like everything else afterwards. I just right. get the idea on paper first and then worry about like symmetric, like syntax, everything. Worry about that later. Um, but yeah, that would be my advice. Just write. That's it. <laughs> That's great advice. And, and people will get like writer's block, and they'll just sit there and, and struggle over it. And mm-hmm. you really can't do that. I, I think that your advice for just move on to another project is really good. Because that helps me. I know that that helps me. And uh, just and finding something, 
something to write about, even if it's just dumb. You know, sit down mm-hmm. and write a, a fake thank you note to somebody. I used to I used to teach high school English, and I was expected to teach them how to write a thank you note and uh, a letter of complaint, a letter of inquiry, things like that. And um, for the thank you notes, I would have them draw a, a gift. I, I typed up a bunch of different weird gifts, like you know how you can, you see those elephant foot umbrella stands. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, so I, that was one of the choices, and there were all these other choices, and they had to write to somebody and thank them for this awful gift, but make it sound sincere. <laughs> and so every once in a while I do that I'll think oh well you know I, I need a little exercise and I'll I'll think well I need to thank Aunt Ethel for the uh, the umbrella stand <laughs> that's so hideous and will look so awful in my foyer <laughs> <laughs> but it does work um <coughs> oh, excuse me. I, I do want to thank you so very much for being here, Asmi. It's been delightful getting to know you and talking to you. And yes, I hope you that you will. Me. Oh, you're very welcome. And I hope that you'll come back again. Do let me know when the new one is done because it just I just love that idea so very, <laughs> very much. Yeah. Oh yeah, and for sure. I mean, theory. I'm still working on like the titles because, like, um, the friend. Uh, I don't know if I want to stick with like my original title, Operation Jerk Face, uh, <laughs> which was I the title, um, because that's the name of their operation that they're they're doing um, uh-huh. to get back at the guy. But I don't know if I want to stick with that one or just kind of like do something else. But I mean, I Operation Jerk Face, very and... evocative. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that book. I go Operation Jerk Face. I would buy that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, please do let me know, and if you want to be on the show again sometime a few months from now, oh yeah, holler at sure. me. I would love to have you back. Yes, for sure. Thanks. Um. Listeners, before we go, I wanted to tell you that Books and Entertainment has a Patreon page. Um, Just go over there and look. We have some exciting prizes for each level of contribution. Also, be sure to join us Wednesday, October 26th at 4 p.m. Eastern when our guests will be Rami Unger, Damon Manx, and Heather Miller. It's our horror show Halloween special, so be sure to drop by and say boo. Until next time, (laughs) this is Delaney Oaks. Goodbye, and have a blessed tomorrow.